Pat, you okay over there? I was waiting for someone <laughs> to see if I was frozen or not. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Post-apocalyptic Pat. Do Pat, you didn't do the Pat, fist. What's the point? He's not very uh, cheery today, listeners. He's drinking <laughs> out of a full bottle of uh, red well, wine. We hope it's wine, at least. It might it might be whiskey. <laughs> Poured into a wine bottle after yeah, he's so finished. Yeah, so you put your whiskey in a wine bottle, then people don't realize what a d- degenerate you are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even in the apocalypse, he's got that uh, reduce, reuse, recycle mindset. Yeah. Always look You have to. You have to now. <laughs> I'm washing out every bottle I have and reusing it. Yeah. Fun apocalypse tick. Tip. Tip. Mm. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> this is going to be a good show. <laughs> Pat's already drunk. A human skull can make a fine cereal bowl. There you go. Oh. Don't open those closet doors behind you. We don't need to see those skeletons. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice bunker you've got there, Pat. What is it, mm-hmm. a cave? <laughs> um, Pat, can I just say that um, after following you on Twitter for like years now, I just got your Twitter name. What? The, what? The, the, Pat Edwards? the Pat Edwards? The what? No, what's the thing that's underneath it? Oh, the, a, scribe a scribe called Pat. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I yeah did not get it until this week, and I was like, oh yeah, like a tribe called Quest. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. hey look at me go! I am smart. I did it. High, fi- high five, Sam. <laughs> you Thank have mastered you. Twitter. I, I don't like and, Twitter, and I shouldn't be on there. I just embarrass myself. Well, now that Sam has caught up, I can do a new one. There you yeah, go. there you there go. go. Totally. Yeah. Take me another two years to figure it out. But speaking of writers, we are joined today by Rob Reach. And he, you, I mean, you do so many things, Rob. You are a screenwriter. You are a filmmaker, a photographer, you work for LinkedIn Learning in the live action team, and uh, Rob has worked, uh, he worked on Zombie Debt, and we've worked on some other projects together. Nice. So welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I was trying to think about that stuff like earlier, like how far back we go. Yeah, we go far back, we've done a lot of things, talked about a lot of things, and uh Stoked to be here. I'm I'm glad uh, we had the time and the scheduling to make this happen. Uh, yeah. Kind of crazy what it takes for it to happen, but uh, here we are. <laughs> We've actually been talking about having Rob on the show since we watched Blade. And I told, it was a long time ago, and I told Rob that we watched Blade, and then Rob and I started coming up with this hilarious idea that Blade could have like a YouTube cooking show. I still want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I still want to do that. And Rob wrote this like sword. whole script and everything, but we were just like, oh, this is too high budget. But this is hilarious. Oh, find that. Blade, the day baker. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, yeah, I got to find that. I just <laughs> I just remember one line. It's like, the souffle ain't going to motherfucking souffle itself or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> it, was like, it was like silhouetted. Uh, uh, yeah. Perfect. The world's bereft of it. We need to get on that. Yeah, now you have the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what kind of movie are we watching today? 
Do you want, what's do you want, what's Rob bringing yeah, uh, Rob. to to the table here? Do you want to tell us, or do you want me to tell us? I I don't I don't mind telling it. Uh, it's Dick Tracy, man. Uh, nice. A movie that I think was released in 1990, and I don't think I've seen it since cable boxes were the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. It says that on the IMDb I'm gonna leave it at that. page. It says uh, made in 1990. You haven't seen this movie since cable boxes were a thing oh man you weren't wow. supposed to tell anybody man <laughs> i was supposed to be natural it. and genuine and off the cuff <laughs> <laughs> i totally looked it up that's what it said on wikipedia and i was like that's perfect i'll use that <laughs> but yeah uh, i think i was uh hmm gosh i would be surprised if my voice dropped like the last <laughs> time i saw that I'm, I'm serious i might have facial hair but i'm not sure my voice would have dropped yet so uh when i got the email and that one just kind of right off the bat. I was like, Oh man, I wonder if that one's the same. Cause I remember being insane. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully so, you're excited. <laughs> yeah. I am. So anyone else, I don't else see, I've seen it before, but it was, uh, my voice definitely had not dropped. I was a child, a small human person <laughs> when I saw it last. Yeah. I have I not seen this movie. Yeah. I, don't I haven't remember. seen it either. I don't well, remember like much. I was a wee kid. You were a wee kid? A, a wee, wee kid? Wee oh. little kid. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I'm certainly familiar with like the property of Dick Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Like I was so, aware. Hold on, nobody have seen this movie? <laughs> no, nobody no, I what? have. I no. have seen it. Uh, so are you going to rename it, it uh, Let's Watch? <laughs> no. no, no, no. Sam yeah. and I have seen it. Have I seen, thought that's yeah. why everybody was so gung-ho, because we're like, yeah, dude, I got to revisit that, you know? No, okay. we, we have... Okay, so part of the show is that some of us have seen it, and ideally, at least one person has not, to be the fresh eyes. Yeah. To contribute the perspective sans nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> so I got three... I got four high, high sets of fresh man. eyes. So you got... Mm-hmm. No, you got two fresh two. eyes. Two. two sets, well, okay. Well, four eye, two well, sets, four, okay. eyeballs, four eyeballs, if yeah. you will. <laughs> Welcome um, to human anatomy okay. hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I saw this as a kid because my grandpa loved gangster stuff. Like he had all of those like stacks of you know the books that they sold at Barnes and Noble, like the the Whitey Bulger book, and like oh, I yeah. actually totally do. Did he have Black Mass? I one? probably I was a little young, so oh, okay. You're a Polish gangster grandpa. My Polish gangster gangster grandpa. Yeah, he's the best. Um, so oh. I watched this movie with him. <laughs> Thanks. He's not. He's not a gangster. He's great. Um, yeah, it's been a long time, guys. You know wow. how yeah. long it's been? How long? It's it's been so long that I bet all of you guys forgot. Who the hell was in this movie? <laughs> well, no, since I I've never seen it, not me. <laughs> you remember I, a few? I, I remember it's Warren Beatty. I was really into movies then. I used to watch this show called like Movie Magic. I don't know if anybody remembers that movie from. I don't even know what channel it was, but uh, it's just really into films then. And I definitely remember. Uh, am I allowed to say like who's on it? Or yeah, we're talking about the cast. It's yeah, 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 go for There's it. There's no yeah. rules here. This is just uh, regular conversation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, Al Pacino's in it. Warren Beatty yeah. is in it. You know, Warren what? Beatty of uh, I, I knew some movie two. I'm thinking of. You know, yep. so bad. Uh, uh, let's see. Warren Warren Beatty, uh, Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman's in it. Madonna's in it. Madonna. Uh, Madonna. Yeah, those are the three I remember. I, I yeah. didn't see Dustin Hoffman on the list. 
That oh. might be a miss. He, he is uh, more of a cameo, I think. Maybe like okay. one or two He's scenes. not listed. He might be okay. uncredited. He's so I can't name Keep anyone an but out. those three. But I feel like the... Yep. I can't name anyone but those three. Madonna, Warren Beatty. Seriously, you folks are in for a trade. I mean, this is like <laughs> living caricature is the way I remember it. And I <laughs> half the reason I chose it is because I was like, I think it's one of the top comic book adaptations out there. And I really mean that. So... It'll be really interesting to see, you know, what you folks think. I think it's vibrant and larger than life. So, yeah. And there and there's some great actors in it. Um, ah, I just don't know what to say. I can't give anything away because some some people haven't seen it. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious how how as a comic adaptation it'll hold up with like the past thirty years of comic adaptations. Yeah. So what? This was a comic. Oh my god! It you was. Guys I didn't know that mind. either. It was a comic. Um, Drawn and written by Chester Gould. Um, huh. Yeah, it's originally from like the 1930s. So he just was like seeing all of these like news articles about um, these gangsters who were like shooting each other <laughs> out and like robbing people. And like superheroes started to like, come to rise. <laughs> yeah, and then he was like, you know what? There needs to be a superhero to fight these bad guys. So oh. that's where Dick Tracy was born. And it actually started as a comic strip in the newspaper. Really? So oh, right. not a like a cereal. Marvel Oh, yeah, comic. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a regular Marmaduke mm-hmm. yeah. here. Yeah, so it right. actually, this comic is famous for being ultra-violent, which is hilarious because it's in the goddamn newspaper. And wow. it showed the first actual murder in a comic book. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. So I did not know that. Comics Code, where you at? Yeah. So it's some <laughs> dark stuff. I, I mean, that would have been pre-Comics Code. Super stoked you brought that up, though, because, you know, those periodicals, there's, if it's the same back then, they're only, uh, they only put color on the Sunday edition, right? All week long, it's just black and white, right? Yeah, I think so. The thing, I think what, so. Yeah. And maybe that was the case then, and that's what kind of blows my mind, because when you see this movie, it is colorfully larger than life. It really just it pops. I mean, you know, oh, wow. this is like nine-year-old me or something, 10-year-old me watching it, so we'll see. Yeah, I remember it being really cartoony, but I can't remember what is Dick Tracy and what is um, Roger Rabbit. Hmm. Because I watched Same them vibes, around- similar vibes, That's yeah, yeah. probably. I watched them around the same time. Roger Rabbit's a little bit older. I think it's 88, 87. And this one's 90. Mm. Um, But same, yeah, similar vibes, but very different. So, Like the type of vibe where I feel like I agree. someone calls a cop a flat foot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. A flat foot? (laughs) Yeah, flat foot. Yeah, that's an old-timey like like uh, flat foot. Same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just be forewarned for... If you haven't seen this movie, this is so great. Seriously, uh, the villains. That's why I was laughing earlier. We were talking about these gangsters in America, and I got to make a comic strip. And I was just like, "Oh man, how'd they come up with this?" Then these mobsters are basically they 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 they, they sound like they were named by like seventh graders. Because I don't know, I was <laughs> listening to this comic John Mulaney, and he talks about like you know, there's nobody meaner than seventh graders because they'll find the thing you're most sensitive about, and then like <laughs> drill you into the ground about it, basically. And then I was mentioning characters. When you look at these villains, it looks like 
the most exaggerated features and it sounds like they were basically named by like a seventh grader just like really <laughs> mean stuff and I, and i and i'm and i'm kind of wondering when we watch this how i'm gonna feel about that because now I are feel you like referring when I see the- to the character named the brow <laughs> or or possibly like or possibly that. the rodent it's uh it's jimmy the brow he's got one eyebrow uh-huh yeah yeah right doesn't it sound like a seventh grader like yeah oh uh, you should ask the brow like who are you talking about and like you know one kid's in the back like oh it's me dude because they uh. got like one big brow <laughs> like exaggerated just like that yeah no i was talking about baby face because like see i remember baby face in my head and i remember seeing it and i'm you know just wait until you see it and as a kid, I remember seeing it and being like, okay, that makes sense. Now I feel like, as an adult seeing it, I feel like, how can they have a gangster conversation or something like that? This person clearly needs medical help. Like, how can we <laughs> talk about anything else? You know what I mean? No, watch, you're going to see this and you're going to be like, dude, I'm talking about like 20 bucks and, you know, we should really get you checked out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the um, VisFX person, the makeup person, um, the yeah. artist was Michael Lloyd. And they did Raiders of the Lost Ark, nice. uh, a movie called Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. That I should know. be your end of Baby the Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. I'm, I'm glad you looked that up, though, because I was yeah. totally I'm, I'm, pointing at the other direction okay. for then, credit. So. Yeah. And then uh, Return to Oz. Okay. That's uh, good. See, man. Dick oh, Tracy. Return to Oz. Independence wow. Day. Freaking Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, and then Chronicles of Narnia, and then Avatar. So he's like a totally prolific. So someday they might make it. Yeah, yeah, you know, no big deal. <laughs> did they? Or did that person win for this? Um, he is nominated for Best Visual Effects for his work on Return to Oz, not on this one. Okay. He worked for Will yeah. Vinton. So, woohoo, up here in Portland. Oh, wow. I don't know All if right. he's up here in Portland. That's where Will Vinton's studio was. But So, believe it or not, this is actually not the first Dick Tracy movie. Really? Oh. This is the fourth. <laughs> That's the a lot of Dick Tracy. Wow. Yeah, That's so a lot of dicks. The no first one was made <laughs> Too in 1936. Too many 19- dicks on the dicks dance floor. On the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first one was made in 1937. There's oh. one in 45 and one in 47. Wow. Yeah, like, were th- was the one in the 30s, like, a silent film? Um, I'm guessing. See, I feel like I might have actually seen no. one of the older ones. It's certainly black wow. and white. Um, I don't know. Let me look at this still. It's like Lon Chaney involved? Well, there was a show, too, wasn't there? Um, Possibly. I did not come up with the show in my research, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Bella Lugosi is the we threw you a Dick curveball. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, wow. Yes, TV series 1950 to 1952. Mm. 38 episodes. So, yes, Pat. Oh, actually, and then it Go picks me. back up in 1961. So there you have so it. So is this like the longest running like <laughs> comic book franchise? Yeah. Maybe. It, I mean, it's yeah. certainly seeming like that's the case. I mean, it's old, guys. It's old. So this screenplay was written by Jim Cash and mm. oh, what's the other guy's name? Jim Cash and Jack Epps, who are kind of a writing duo that made Top Gun. Oh. wrote Top Gun, so I'm very excited because I love all the, like, fervor and energy of Top Gun. 
So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, that is that's interesting because yeah. uh, I didn't like Top Gun, but strictly because of the airplane angle. And I'm I'm excited to see like what kind of madness they bring to detective work. Yeah, yeah. is there a song it's, it's be a... that will play over and over again throughout the <laughs> there movie? Is just music like take my breath here. away. <laughs> yeah, so there is music, and Madonna sings it. Is there going to be a bunch of 1940s cops yeah. uh, playing volleyball, uh, oiled up or something? Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, do my back. I mean, the nicknames make sense. We got is It's another Goose and Iceman situation. They just <laughs> they just couldn't write real names for, for the thing we needed to. Calling cards. It sounds Ridiculous like, Ridiculous yeah. names. Yeah, so you mentioned that Warren Beatty is starring in it, but he also directed it. Whoa. So apparently Whoa. did he, a damn good job, yeah. Yeah, so apparently he really liked Dick Tracy as a comic um, and wanted to make a movie of it since the 1970s. So oh. he finally got the rights. The film was made five years after the passing of Chester Gould, the original creator. Oh. So, yeah, huh. but they still gave him a writing credit, which is very sweet. They kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> So he also Warren Beatty directed Heaven Can Wait, and which I've never seen. Is that is that good? It is good. I, I liked it. it when I is saw it? it, but it's been a long time. Um, Does he, he really also... wear like sweatpants the whole time? Because that's on the cover, right? Just like a guy in a jogging suit with angel wings. Yeah, <laughs> I've never I've never seen it. So I watched it at my old job, um, where my job was to pull reference, and we had to pull reference of angel wings. So, so. you watched it in fast forward. No, I got to watch it. We were slow then. I watched the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I liked it. Kind of philosophical, but okay. I don't know. Cool. Um, yeah. So he also did Bonnie and Clyde. He was in <gasps> it, not directed. That's it. what I was thinking of. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. He plays Clyde, right? Yep. 1967. Tis correct. So yeah, should be pretty interesting. Um we also have Charlie Crosmo, who you won't know by name, but you will know him as the kid from Hook. Yes. He's kid from here. Um, so were you just saying he's Robin Williams' son? In the movie. Oh, in the movie. I was like, this did not come in, in my research, and I'm very confused right now. Yes. Yeah. In Hook, it- he is... Robin Williams. I had a child, but I didn't want to give him any of the advantage of my name. (laughs) I I was like, really? Are you kidding me? What is happening now? Um, Yeah, he's he's the son in Hook, yeah. Yeah. And he's just. And in Dick Tracy, he's this kid with this incredible appetite. That's how I remember it from when I'm nine. And he's also, (laughs) if you have seen Can't Hardly Wait, he's the the nerd kid that sings Paradise. Oh, Williams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Lichter. Anyway. Yeah, he's William Lichter, and he's uh, he goes to the party to fuck over Rick Darris. I don't think Darris. I've ever that's seen. From, that's not, that's from the Mallrats universe. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was gonna no. try and make a joke about that. Like, I guess you could wait, but you are not missing <laughs> out on much. Those are two writers too. That's a uh, 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 Deborah Kaplan and somebody else, and uh, they're a writing duo too. But uh, they did like. Josie and the Pussycats and stuff like that but that the whole premise of Can't Hardly Wait is like their favorite part of every 80s movies uh, was the party so they were like let's make a movie where we never leave the party and that's Uh. that's Can't Hardly Wait which might be worth a revisit man if you ever miss the 90s and want to see Jennifer Love Hewitt and like everybody else Uh, it's probably one of Seth 
Green's funniest roles. I would like to watch that again. I posit, and I think we should watch it, is Josie and the Pussycats is better than you remember it. Really? And better than I you mean, think I'm almost is. certain of that. I think that was a pretty good movie. I remember can it I, being like Spice Girls level bad. No, can I tell, can I tell you a secret? World? Ash, yeah. yes. I loved that movie so much. <laughs> what, Can't Hardly Wait? No, Josie and the Pussycats. I like oh. <laughs> fucking loved that movie when it came out. It is better than Spice Girls. I will say, Sam, yes. I, I remember okay. it pretty That's well. That's a low bar. It is a it's low a bar. Low bar it's kind of the- like, uh, what was the... Um, Alan Cumming uh, is not amazing. What was the one, the other one... Um, about the girls who like dance on bar tables. Coyote, 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 coyote It's like Coyote I'm, Ugly level, you know? Okay. No, yeah. it's better no. than that. Oh, okay. All really? right. Is that coyote? good or bad when you say that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think Coyote Ugly is like a horrible movie. It's just like, you know, like, you David know, it's in cheesy. the middle, you yeah. know, it's. Uh, okay. Is what it's I a mean. Fine workable film. Uh, but I love Josie and the Pussycats so much that I owned the album. I knew I every knew song that. by heart, and I cut my <laughs> hair to be Josie's hair. In, okay, in the I have movie. to Google this now. Are you serious? Yeah, Is there I had the Josie haircut of, of that. That's Ash, cool. You had those side bangs and that flipped out short bob. Yeah, like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we're I gonna did. need pictures. I throw for this Twitter. in your I'll, chat. I'll I'll look for <laughs> it while you keep going. Excellent. Okay, so. Um, we also have Glenn Headley, who she was ah. in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as Janet, um, Mr. Holland's Opus as Iris Holland. So you totally recognize her face. She mm-hmm. plays Tess in the movie. So we'll see. She's be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Seymour Castle, who, if you're a fan of um, Wes Anderson, you will recognize him and love and adore him. He was in Rushmore and The Life Aquatic. Um, <gasps> Ooh. So, plays kind of oh, that I old think I know who you're guy. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love awesome. that. Old grumpy guy. Like yep. that's on a business card. When you- <laughs> old grumpy guy. Should be perfect. Um, so and then also our buddy William Forsyth Ooh. is in this movie. I I don't know. Where's he from? I mean, I was about to say Uh, you'll you'll recognize him when you see him. Yeah, you'll recognize him when you see him. But will he? Because isn't this a movie where, like, other than Warren Beatty and Madonna, everyone is wearing ridiculous facial prosthetics? Oh, yeah. So maybe you won't recognize him. If you you IMDB him, you'll recognize him. He is like, he looks like a Malfoy. Basically, slicked back He's, hair, oh. like bony no, he, he, cheekbones, harsh jawline. He was in every um, action movie of the 90s. Yes. Everyone. Okay. Um, including, which you might remember him from, uh, The Substitute. Oh, mm. there yeah. you go. Uh, he's also treat. in Raising Arizona and Halloween. So, the 2007 Halloween. There are a lot. Oh, okay. There's, there's yeah. a lot of so Halloween. Like basically a something. Halloween every year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of truth in that. Fun fact, the faces, the facial prosthetics for some characters took as long as three hours to put on. What? And What is this movie? I don't know. We are in for a treat. 
Um, And they were so expensive and time-consuming that the film actually had to hire makeup police (laughs) to follow these special actors around and protect their face and prosthetics from damage and food and certain scenes. Oh, Oh, my God. I love the idea of somebody falling out, but, you know, around policing him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there so it is. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, so Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman were some of the peoples to get the uh, MPs or makeup police. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that's so good. It's that is so good. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Who who knew it was originally trying to be pitched to uh, Disney, but they thought it was a waste of time. Are you serious? Got- Wait, who released this? I thought it was Touchstone. No. Uh, well, maybe like Disney, Disney proper, and then they passed it to Touchstone because they're technically oh. they're owned under the umbrella company, but they're two different companies. So, uh, I feel like this is kind of, kind of like asking what's the IMDb score, the Rotten Tomatoes score of this, but like how how much money did it make? Was it was it a successful release? Um, that's a good question. Actually, so scratch that last fact. Um. Disney did end up releasing it under Touchstone. Oh, they okay, they great. didn't they canceled what they canceled was an attraction at the theme parks, which seems sure, wildly sure. inappropriate. Why that that does not seem like a Disneyland appropriate. <laughs> Give that kid a Tommy there. gun. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean they Good got a call. ride that sends kids to hell. So true, mm-hmm. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, so Pinocchio, I I went on that recently. There's like kids in cages. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, Disney, yes. I, I'm making Accurate. that up. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, and let's hey. not forget Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. What happens in Splash Mountain? Don't. <laughs> it's don't. racist. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys stop talking shit about my lord? Yes. My overlord. <laughs> Thank you. Disney is time. perfect. Disney is all things good. Stop yeah, it. Yeah. Go. Go try and rent the movie that Splash Mountain is based on. Nope. Don't nope, do it. it does, it's here. not in Disney Plus. We are. We <laughs> made. The, we We're made treading mistake, on something, man. <laughs> we made the mistake once of playing the original Peter Pan for our daughters, and they really liked it. But then we got to the part with the Native Americans. Yeah, that song is rough. In, in uh, uh, oh, is that Pete? Peter Pan or yeah uh what makes the red man red yeah 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 all right so uh, there's conflicting sources on the budget um on box office mojo it says the budget was 47 million but Jeffrey Katzenberg in an interview said that the film cost Disney a hundred million including all of the advertising and distribution and everything to and, me, that both sounds right, but yeah, yeah, you know, once you factor a, in advertising, totally, <laughs> give or take fifty million, no, yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Um, and it grossed a hundred and three million, so okay. oh. you know, it didn't tank, but it wasn't great. Oh. Its opening weekend was twenty two mil, which is pretty Back low. Then, though, I feel like that was pretty good because in the nineties, twenty to thirty million is like phenomenal, well, right? I think Jurassic yeah. Park was like insane. Well, yeah, but that was Jurassic Park was insane yeah, and is Park, still insane. You know, I mean, I feel like in the '90s, early '90s, like a movie making a hundred mil was a big deal. It's not great, I would say. Yeah, I just think the expectations were lower in the in the '90s. Yeah, but their budgets were also lower, which this one did not have a low budget because it had so many special effects. That's it for my facts, there, guys. So expectations. Only yeah. half of us have seen it. Um, Ash, you're fresh as a baby's okay. bottom. 
Tell us. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, Don't, what no. I want to hear. Um, okay, so to just we'll just call this like the Ash embarrasses herself even more podcast episode because I honestly only know Dick Tracy from Duck Twicey from Looney what? Tunes. Yes, that is not nerdy. That is a badge of honor. <laughs> I didn't know, but I didn't know it was a thing outside of Looney Tunes. Until you didn't know it was now. referencing something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the embarrassing part. Wow. That's like seeing Thumb Wars and not knowing Star Wars existed. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go back and watch a lot of Looney Tunes, they're all references. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't really know what to expect i had no idea that it had anything to do with gangsters or any of that stuff uh so i'm really i'm really coming at this with a clean slate that's for sure okay brett you're also fresh let's what's your take on this so fresh and so clean um i mean Certainly, most of my uh, introduction to this franchise is uh, Looney Tunes as well. But um, I've definitely watched, like... At least I'm not alone. A lot of old detective movies and stuff when they're on TV and on the, um, you know, the, you know, Turner Classic Movies kind of thing. Uh, And I really love detective movies. I'm excited to watch one. Uh, I... I think it would be it would have to be a truly atrocious movie for me to not like it just because this is like my favorite genre of storytelling. Oh, I think you're in for a treat. This one is like if what I remember is correct, it is going to be over the top and like the most ridiculous version of a gangster movie. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. They have like beautiful typography when they like, you know shoot messages onto walls i'm sure of it i mean i don't remember maybe i just made that up in my head but yeah okay that sounds right (laughs) the part where i'm not sure is my brain does not remember if this was a kid's movie or an adult movie Mm. so it's a man child movie i'm not sure (laughs) i don't think it's straight up a kid movie obviously but like is it toned down for kids or was i like watching something wildly inappropriate it could go Either way. Hmm. What was it rated? Oh, I didn't even look. Let's That's a good see. question. Because that would tell you. Because remember PG in the 80s. I know this is 90s, but remember PG in the 80s. That's it's true. Like it meant a different thing. Well, they, yeah. they was a, when, did, when did rated R show up? Because it wasn't a thing for a while. It was PG-13 and then NC-17. Yeah, so this so, is PG. Well, so PG-13 like, is somewhat recent, too. That's from the 80s. It was like Indiana Jones was the first pg-13 yeah i was gonna say most of like the bond movies are pg so it's like 68 bond movies are just pg (laughs) yeah pg-13 didn't exist till like indiana jones wow so like ratings are weird and indiana jones arbitrary tame oh i mean a guy's face melts off in graphic detail all right all right fine when you put it that way was the temple of doom though when pg-13 happened or the first one i yeah i could question that's a good question i don't don't know if anybody knows but like the face melt thing come on all right, Rob, let's see. What are your thoughts? I think, God, it's really hard when you've seen something back in the day and you revisit it because you bring so much baggage with it. Um, I think it's really hard to please someone if you've never seen it before and you're watching something that's totally meant for something when you're a bit younger or something like that. To me, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun kind of revisiting it 
and see if it kind of like measures up to what I remember. I think I'm going to be, I'm, I'm really into old school special effects, right? So mm. like, I think if the movie was made today, it'd be like CGI and it just wouldn't be the same. And I don't think it'd be as good, frankly. I don't know who did the makeup. Maybe we should look it up. I feel like it's a, a Rick Baker situation, but I think I'm going to look at that and really enjoy that. Um, you know, I think I'm going to treat it like I would Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks was the first Tim Burton film where I was just like, Ooh. oh, I don't know if it was as good as the other ones, right? But in time, I got to appreciate it more because it was just seeing a bunch of A-list actors doing really ridiculous things. And <laughs> when I got to enjoy that, you know, that's when I, you know, really appreciate it. And I think that's what's going to happen here is there's going to be parts that are pretty ridiculous, but I'm going to be like, that's freaking Al Pacino right there doing that. That's going to be yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Mars Attacks is Stuff one like- we need to have on the podcast too. We like talk about doing it. I watched it with my forever. dad last year. It's amazing, guys. Last year. Oh, really? Great soundtrack, oh, huh? Man. Definitely. Danny DeVito's in it. Yes. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jack Nicholson, I think, dies twice. <laughs> I love that. Don't you love those behind-the-scenes stories where it's like, Jack Nicholson's like, I like this role, and I like this role so much that I can't pick, and you're just going to have to give me both. And it's like Mars Attacks. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> Everything he's it's done. It's so good. <laughs> you know, Few Good Men, you know, whatever, The Shining, whatever. He's like, Mars Attacks is like, I can't even pick. Give me both. <laughs> uh, anyways i think it's gonna hold up maybe because of not nostalgia but i think uh i think it's gonna hold up i'm looking forward to the danny elfman i'm look. oh you know what i'm looking forward to i was talking about makeup because you don't get to see that as much now i'm looking forward to the matte paintings i'm a big fan of that, Ooh. I'm forward to that. yeah very cool pat what bring us home with your expectations <laughs> okay so i remember a ton but here's a couple things i remember uh i remember the kid tells an adult to suck an egg and i remember thinking yes. what a cool insult i remember that <laughs> um i think this movie's gonna be weird as fuck i think it's gonna be weird because it's gonna be a weird blend of like noir but it's very colorful at the same time i know yeah agree um, okay, yeah. i think that this is gonna be the early eight stages of al pacino scream acting i think he's gonna be in full force um but I remember as a kid having weird feelings about Madonna. That's all I'll say. Is yes. and I remember her asking Dick Tracy if he wants to frisk her. Oh, <laughs> gross! Inappropriate. In a very inappropriate way. Weird feelings, yes. like the pointy boobs were doing something for you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, the uh, pointy boobs yeah. were totally okay. a thing way before Madonna. Actually, probably around the yeah. era that this film takes place. Like, that was oh. the style, yeah. was to have freaking cone boobs. I Ew. thought you were going to take it back to Mars Attacks, man. Okay. Oh, Mars <laughs> Attacks also has cone boobs, which is That's true. drawing That's true. on this same kind of era. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a thing, like, 40s, 50s, um, that that was the shape of brassiers at the time. <laughs> That's insane. That's Very so odd. insane to me. Yes. If I had underwear that was shaped like a cone, that'd just be so weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, like Madonna definitely took it and like exaggerated it. It wasn't that pronounced, but still. Mm. All right. Now that I've talked about boobs, let's talk about movies. Sam's got to get the boob talk in at one point. You know me and my boobs. <laughs> 
I do, actually. I have seen them. And you will not stop talking about it. It was so amazing that you still, to this day, after like Listen, they, a they millisecond of boob eyeballness on my wedding day, have still brought it up. <laughs> I, well, I was just so like, you're like, by the way, everybody, you're going to see my boobs. And then they were out. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, see, that's one thing totally I learned about getting Rob. married. Is if you do like the real wedding dress thing, a lot of fucking people have to see your boobs and you just have to be okay with it. Mm. Yeah. Pat's nodding his head. He's experienced this. He has shown his boobs. Oh, well, just Katie had to have like two friends help her go to the bathroom in her dress. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I could pee on my own, thankfully, but I could not get into it on my own. So, you know. Okay. So we're going to pause the recording and go watch Dick Tracy. And uh, we'll see you when we get back. My feminist revival movie is called Boob Lacey. (laughs) And cut. Gimme, gimme more, gimme more. (laughs) Oh, shit, I forgot. I could watch an hour of Al Pacino. Trying to tell Madonna how to sing. <laughs> I, I, I told Brett that Al Pacino in this movie looked like an elementary school kid tried to sculpt Al Pacino out of Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Guys, I'm going to come in hot and just say, fuck Dick Tracy. He's a dick. <laughs> Is he? He's yes. not a good spouse. No, well, he's not. They're not married. A, they're not married. Uh, I right. didn't. You you can be a spouse without being married, right? Uh, mm, the spouse uh, only You can be married? a couple without being married. I always married, felt I spouse right. had an, a, a I've heard the term work spouse before, much to my disgust. Uh, but that's it's true. Work, it's a thing. I have mm-hmm. heard right, that. No, 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 okay. Um, wait, wait. Partner. You can't be a... Uh, Partner, so. he's not well. Then, but he, he's a detective, well, so de- par- partner. partner is not a great. <laughs> well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Ash. Yeah. Tracy's a dick. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think yes. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Now let's well, he, let's like, break it down though. What specifically is the dickishness that you're referring to? Because there are, uh, are several things we can talk about. Kissed. Yeah, Mahoney, he right? he cheats. Well, on more her. like she kissed him. Just kidding. <laughs> but he still. I mean, he, he liked He it. cheats on her multiple times. He kisses that chick multiple. multiple times. He never even brings it up or apologizes for it. No. Nope. And then he up. can't even be yeah. like a man enough to tell her that he loves her or even ask her to move in with him or be yeah. his girlfriend. Like he's such a fucking wet noodle that he's like uh here's here's the ring box i gotta go fuck you dick tracy i know what a jerk he's he's has so much trouble expressing his emotions it's a it's a cold exterior (laughs) i didn't buy uh breathless's attraction to him for one second because like yeah look he didn't madonna's yeah yeah but i'm saying he didn't look (laughs) yeah you have madonna like i hate this terminology because it feels it's quantum but like Arguably, at her like in her like prime mm-hmm. peak of that, that she's fucking prompts. hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like he just looks old, and his hair looks weird, and he's just like <laughs> uh-huh. messy and not styled. Like we think for the time. Pe- let me. Okay, I don't. I'm starting off really negative here. 
overall, I kind of enjoyed. There's a lot I enjoyed about Same this. Same here. Yeah, but, yeah. But Pat, don't yeah. qualify. Like, we'll get to that. We'll get to the reviews. Like he, they come uh, at the end. But but like, his hair was just like un- his hair was just there. It's like, wouldn't it be like? You know, that's the thing. That's for the time period. Wouldn't it be like slicked back or something or something? Probably, but he's Warren Beatty. It's like if Mel Gibson were in the movie, it'd probably be the same way. He had like constant hat hair. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like in his defense, he is always wearing a hat. That's why they always had pomade in it in those days. (laughs) Oh God, Pat, that was the best insult I've ever heard my entire life. Who was the one that earlier said, like, is this going to be a movie where Al Pacino just screams the whole oh, time? Oh, yeah, that was fat. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't yeah. know, let's see. And then I watched it, and I was like, shit, dude, he is screaming the whole time. Uh-huh. The whole time. Yeah. How yeah. will they know I mean it? Oh, just yell it. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, get me, Tracy. Like, <laughs> like if he That's said it, really just wouldn't be there. really good impression. I was actually kind of surprised how many uh, stars were in it. I think we listed... Like four, yeah, but dude, it's a buttload. Did we say Dick Van Dyke? Wait, what? No. I missed him. I oh, also caught Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates was the what? stenographer. Who saw that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I had to look at the credits after oh. that. Is that Kathy Bates? It was straight up Kathy Bates. I did not. Also, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Late. I fucked I up on that. I, I did not. I kind of like. I love that. That's a cool name. Was Eight that? Keys. That wasn't. Anigo yeah, Montoya. Sounds like an Eisenstein film. What? That wasn't John Hamm as 88 Keys, oh, right? No, no, no that was no. Manny Patinkin. Oh, he looks so much like John That's Hamm. That's what in I this told Manny Patinkin, dude, is he was he ever a football player? I'm so embarrassed to say that. Who was in the a guy? Film? Yeah. No, not in the film, but <laughs> no, like no, in no, life. You're asking, did he play football in real life? Ever, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But you're thinking of no, someone who did? Who played Sloth then in the Goonies? Because they have a very similar name to me. Mm. Oh, well, hold I on. I'm, I'm, like Google ma- I'm like Google Master. I'm just going to pretend like it. The Google Master. Sorry, I left all with my your, devices. In your fucking hood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm embracing the dark side. The keeper <laughs> of searches. It's just cold in my basement. <laughs> But yeah, uh, a lot of crazy cameos. Um, yes. I want to talk more, a little bit more about Dick Tracy being a dick. Because uh, <laughs> I got to say, like... He is absent is what he is. There yeah. was a moment in this movie that made me feel like I was back in L.A. again when uh, all the cops were surrounding the building, just shooting every person that came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. No questions asked. It was just <laughs> it was just a firing squad, and I was like, mm-hmm. I miss this. Why yeah, really? No. This is, and then like he's like, wasn't he like breaking the law at one point when he was like climbing on the ledge of the building? Yeah. And his cop right. friends are like, search warrant. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, you're gonna get in trouble. Or there was the time when he stupidly jumped into that room, got trapped in it, and then convinced his friend to jump down and be trapped in it so that he could get yes. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or when, when they basically tortured Mumbles for information. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. He's a dick, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a dick. he's a pretty particular guy, dick. if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of those guys that takes, like, a life-threatening thing before they realize you know, they have something good. It's like, why does it take that, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> totally. Like, why does everything have to be taken away before you realize you got it pretty good? Like, you know. <laughs> um, big, big, uh, big, big, big plot question. Yes. Mm. That's what I was going to ask. Let's do this. It, we, we skipped a real big thing in this where he was in jail and then he was out of jail 
And the reason he was in jail was murder. And the reason he was out of jail is completely unknown. Well, they yeah. kind oh. of they, they technically kind of never clear that. him. Well, tell well they, me no, they don't. They they don't clear yeah. him ever technically because the person who framed him breathless as the no face man, she dies. So unless yeah. she had like an envelope sent clearing him, which I feel like they would have waved it around, and be like, yeah, and they specifically oh, said no bail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was his two friends that picked him up to bring him to county. No, so no, technically, that's how he got out. Speaking, yeah. That's how he physically got out. But I think Brett's point is in the he's eyes of like murder, the state's yeah. attorney, he's still on the hook. Oh, in the paperwork. The, like, but yeah, they like, don't just yeah. like let yeah. you out of the cell well, when your friends you know come to visit. Goes. Whoever wins writes history, right? So there's the dead body. <laughs> well, like, no, as far uh, as they did all this stuff, they orchestrated They're the puppet. I master. mean, the logistics work fine because they were prisoner transferring him from city jail to county jail. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that, that's why they're like, it takes eight hours to get there. Basically saying like, we got eight hours to figure this out. Right. Because they mm-hmm. expect Never. you to county jail in eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, which <laughs> passage of time was kind of hard to gauge in this. Very, in the very. whole movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like perpetually nighttime. I mean, always. that I kind of dig. Yeah. Okay, but well, like, hey. But like, he'll like, she'll sh- like, when Tess showed up. She came back and went to her greenhouse. And then in that time, she was kidnapped and someone sent flowers to Dick Tracy to lure him there. And then he went there. And I was like, is this all happening in the same night? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was hard no, to tell that was confusing how many to days passed. I think several days passed. I don't know. Yeah. It felt like it. What was I mean, confusing to me is that he got a note that was like, meet me at the greenhouse. And we never saw the greenhouse before. And I was like, what you, greenhouse? You know, what could do. <laughs> Is we could go back and look at all the stills of the papers and see if they have dates on them. Oh. And put piece together a timeline. I doubt they have dates on them, though. Because it could be like... The money didn't even have numbers on it. Yeah, that's true. It just had dollar signs. But I kind of dug the simplistic. It was very, uh, like, a play. Sparse. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen Oscar? No. I have not. Uh That is an adaptation of a stage play with Sylvester Stallone as a gangster. Set in this oh. time, directed by John Landis. But anyways, the way yeah. he filmed it was like a stage play. Anyhow, very sparse, just like I this. mean, I dug the visuals. Oh, I dug yeah. the sets, oh, and I yeah. liked it. Yeah. I liked the sets a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Rob, the you matte totally paintings, called Rob? it. Yeah. yeah. You called it. Oh, the, the matte painting? Dude, mm-hmm. when I said that, I was like, all right, we're going to see some good matte paintings here. I didn't know it was going to be 90% of the freaking movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever yeah. the matte artist was, you know, their kid They're has insane. braces because of this film. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Straight teeth now. You you called that man like every freaking scene was painted. It looked mm-hmm. like a goddamn like moving Edward Hopper. Even the first matte paint, like the very first shot where we like mm. pull out of Dick Tracy's window and like all the matte paintings and there's like multiple yeah. and there's different like uh, they're they're on different focal planes and they move and there's like parallax oh, yeah. shift and stuff. And I was yeah. like oh, blown away. I'd never yeah. seen a matte painting do that before. That oh, was crazy. It's, yeah, it's that was, that was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It, geez, yeah. The, the artistry there. No, that's yeah. why I always like matte paintings is because it's supposed to be photoreal, but sometimes it's not, but it's always beautiful. Maybe. That's yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I feel like on that, they walked that line flawlessly mm-hmm. because it was just realistic enough, but mm-hmm. they stylized it so well that if it wasn't exactly realistic, it fit with the look of the film. So they developed 
a style as opposed to like a lot of CG stuff now just has to look mm-hmm. hyper realistic. Mm-hmm. So they really use their tools to their advantage to add to the mood of the film. And it was amazing, like amazing artistry. And I never thought in a million years I would come out and be this like excited about the art and Dick Tracy. And like, <laughs> on film, the colors. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Gorgeous. The color palette and the lighting that they like th- it's they go hand in hand because they would like use this like green light as like a background, <laughs> but also it. sometimes red, they would yeah, paint. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah, all these primary yeah, yeah. The yeah. the lighting is just so amazing and accents the colors, you know, totally. even more. And that they, and they blend it into the matte paintings, which yeah. is cool. And they kept putting like colored gels on certain characters. So like yeah. Madonna's character, her hair in a like depending on the scene would be like bright, like cadmium yellow, like mm-hmm. that yeah. intense yellow. So it would play off of that like blue, red, yellow color palette that they had. And then they'd cut and then her hair would be like back to normal. And it wasn't just like obnoxious and over the top, like it fit in. It was just so well done. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. And they had they had like that one shot in the uh, in the graveyard. Uh, that was mm. the one shot I didn't like. But oh, like oh, the, that the, shot. no, the one yes. where like the uh, the bad guys, or... it uh, you know, big <laughs> big boy and the the garbage patch kid that looked like fucking John C. Riley. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, hey, you're talking about uh, top top flat top. top. Flat, flat top. top. Uh, who yeah. said little? Who said little face earlier? Because they were right. L- I, I kept me. Calling baby face. Yeah, yeah little like face. Like an R and B singer. <laughs> little face. You see but what like, I mean about the seventh grade nicknames though? It's, like, <laughs> it's messed up. But that uh, that shot in the graveyard where they, they all have all you see is their silhouette, but it's a colored silhouette because mm. their costumes were just like those solid primary colors. So yeah. I don't know, it looked it looked like it was straight out of a comic book. I, I really cool. dug it. I mean, look at right off the bat. Uh, well, we, we, we're diving into it now. I don't know if I thought it was as good as I did when I was nine. You know, like nine year old mm, me is like this totally. is genius, dude. Like if Stanley Kubrick are. and nine year old are watching the movie, <laughs> the nine year old's like that's the best movie ever. But I, you know, I still do enjoy it. But I will say this, no matter what, yes, the matte paintings, but also he was definitely uh, dedicated to the material. To this day, I will have to give him that. Oh, oh I, man, like he, oh Warren Beatty. He was. I was curious. So I was looking up. Uh, stuff like he Warren Beatty was a mega mega fan. Like, he directed it. Apparently, he's not a fun director to work for. A lot there's lots of quotes <laughs> of people. Oh no, he's, kind of, he's, he's he's kind of a tyrant director. Uh, they tried to get a uh, Gene Hackman for one role, and he turned it down because he didn't want to work with Beatty. God, I love mm. that. <laughs> well, I what, mean, what role that you don't get been? a movie that looks like that playing Lucy. Uh, the one that um Paul Sorvino did, Lips. Oh really? The big guy who was uh, Madonna's yeah. first dude, who was like slurping down oysters very uncomfortably. Uh, yeah, I forget um, how she said it, but she said it in a really good way. She's like, "Oh yeah," she straight up called. She's like, uh, "You don't mind when I eat?" She's like, "You didn't look like a zeppelin before." And I was like, "That is such a weird diss, dude." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a br- fucking like kind of a nightmarish murder of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Ugh, I was like, this is disturbing. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a little. Int- also, like, con- liquid this movie was rated PG, but we totally get to see murder and Madonna's boobs. 
Dude, all yeah, in the yeah. same film. Oh, you just went on to the next thing I noticed. Get this. This is how long ago I saw it, okay? This is how long ago I saw it. I didn't know you could see Madonna's boobs till today. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's how young I was. <laughs> there's like two scenes where I'm just like, that's a nipple. <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> that's how young I was. No idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wow, she's just not wearing a top. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. That's All such right. a weird dedication, like the bookends of it though, like to be so childish and colorful. And then like yeah. nipples at the same mm-hmm. time. Which is like, have you read the comic question. books? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like in this iteration, like because it's so playful and colorful. Like yeah, right, well, right. somebody was asking, like, who's this? I know what you're for? saying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like if yeah. Pokemon had like if Detective Pikachu had like visible penis line, it's like that. It would right, be disturbing. Right. You wouldn't know which side they're on. <laughs> but yeah, like Al Pacino was like completely comic relief at this movie for the most oh, yeah. part. Like at the yeah, end, yeah. I was like, what is he even saying? Like, I don't even know oh, what he's like, talking rants, about. His like yeah. rambling and rants. He's like, yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, I love you, right? And I'm like, what? Yeah, what? What are you talking about? So you like, don't even you know never her. interacted with her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And they really did her dirty, too. They didn't give her any lines in the second half of the movie. Yeah. No. No, yeah. She was Wait, pretty who, cool. Or what? Tess. Um, uh, t- yeah. Yeah. She was pretty cool for the first half. You know, she was mm-hmm. like pretty independent. She liked living alone. She didn't need like the stereotypical like housewifey yeah. stuff. Um, she was she was playing a part. Yeah. I like when the kids like, I don't like dames. And she's like, me neither. <laughs> Yeah. Also, like the fact of like being around a kid makes her really uncomfortable, and she doesn't know how to take care of him. Like, I really liked that. Like, she had a really strong character in the first. Half. I think they got to the end, and they were like, "Dick Tracy is barely gonna look like a hero here. Like, if we give her <laughs> any agency at all, it's just gonna ruin it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I agree with all of you. I'm totally getting Ash's point too. Because, like, yeah. how can you be like, "Oh, I'm gonna save this kid. Can you take care of him for like, you know, two weeks oh, while I go?" Yeah, right. Else? Well, that yeah. was go the, to jail. the most reused line in the movie. Hey, watch the kid watch the kid <laughs> yeah. throughout the movie a dozen different adults i mean let's talk about the fact child. that like he could just adopt him instead of like stringing him along like what's what is he doing well, he was going to indefinitely string him along unless you see how much b- held at gunpoint and, <laughs> yeah i do like how he just like at the end was like yeah come with me on to to fight to do yeah. crimes happening come yeah. with me kid like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I want to talk about the kid. What was the fucking point of the kid? Because here's the thing. They set it up like he's going to be a witness that they have yeah. to protect. Because he yeah. witnesses a murder. Oh. A gangland murder. He witnesses. I Where I thought it was going in the first few minutes was Big Boy's trying to do a, like a hostile takeover of organized crime, which he was. This kid is the one who's going to know who it is because mm-hmm. he saw right. Big Boy's guys do it. He's a key witness. Dick Tracy is stuck dad being his dad to like watch after him to protect him for trial or something like that. Oh. Right. But that yeah. never that's never connected. The fact that, that he witnessed good. there's no point to having him witness that first murder. Totally. Right. I think the only not- reason why the kid is there is to make you like Dick Tracy. Because think about if yeah. you took the kid out. Yeah. He would look yeah. even more like a dick, but the fact that he dick like Tracy adopts, grow. yeah, like the fact that he adopts this kid, 
And it's like kind of cute seeing them together and whatever. Like you're like, it's the instant like save the cat moment, right? Where it's like, okay, I like this guy now. There's also, it was just yeah. a trick. It's <laughs> See, also Dick like Tracy's a, rough around the edges. That's what that's what it is. Like <laughs> that's why this kid's brought in because he's he's. Rough, that, I mean, even when the kid's like, hey, this, I want I want this to be my name. Dick Tracy's like, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay with that. Like, that's also like the <laughs> like the so proxy like, for the kid viewer, right? Like I guess so, yeah. Uh, I yeah. Like the kids, I mean, you gotta kids watch watching this would have no one to connect with. I but mean, you are right, Pat. We are not saying you're wrong. To be fair, the kid did uh save Dick Tracy from his he did. accidental suicide. Refresh me? I know, I know. We when just when it, the like oh, boiler room when, Yeah, boiler. They did. that yeah. very comical yeah, boiler. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but All that right. wasn't necessarily plot. True, that didn't no, need yours to happen is, for the narrative. It didn't move the narrative sense. forward. Totally, but it would have been cool to do both. Like he's protecting the kid, but then the kid saves him. So it's kind of like that. Hey, like yeah, we're totally. a team. Yeah. Like, um. So the bombshell. Uh, I'm wrong. I was wrong about <laughs> you. Something. Finally, got into your MySpace. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. God, I wish. Um, you want to know what song I had? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remember what I did, but um, I made a joke about uh Madonna and Warren Beatty. They were dating in real I life. I knew you were going to say that. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I've got another bombshell. Do you got more to that or no? Do you got no. something to add to that? I mean, there's a thing about he proposed, but she kind of like give him a non-answer. Ooh. See, I didn't know oh. about that, but I know that yeah. after the fact, after the film was done, when they're like, how was the experience? Warren Beatty said, uh, if you decide to date your co-star during filming, don't break up with them until after. Cause apparently they broke up during it. During made, filming. Yeah. And made production oh. hell. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you I could imagine. I was going to say like, where is the chemistry? Cause like they were barely getting along in some of the shots. Mm, like I don't why. see the chemistry at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the chemistry was during casting. And I think by the time filming got around, they were just like, it was whatever. over. I mean, she yeah. was probably walking on set being like, clearly whoever designs my costumes does not design your costumes. Cause my costumes are bullshit. My nipples are about <laughs> to fall out. <laughs> At least her costumes looked like 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 expensive, well made garments. His <laughs> looked like somebody pulled it out of like a Halloween thrift store. It's so bad. It's like Nordstrom rack. It doesn't fit, but it's nice. <laughs> it was weird how the shoot, the music, and the cinematography of the scenes that they had together though was very romantic. Yeah, yeah. it was almost like the di- like he yeah. and the director. It was almost like they were wanting you to want them to get together. Uh, yeah. When she was obviously the too. femme fatale and he had like his good girl. Yeah. Like, but they were shooting it and scoring it as if like we should be yep. rooting for them to get together. That's how I felt at least. Yeah. Like, at least two times. I do think the music saved the film. I think the music's probably underrated. Yeah. What do you think, Brett? But- <laughs> <laughs> I... <sighs> I just Brett is uh, Rob Brett is a notorious uh, Danny Elfman hater. Yeah, I super hate Danny Elfman from uh, the beginning, though. Or, uh, or now, th- there he it's the same. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't grow as an, as a composer. So yeah, but I mean, all the time like, you still have to arrive first. I mean, are you talking <laughs> yeah, about the last no, twenty I, years? I, I was that. thinking while watching this, this is probably one of the better Elfman scores. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it also, I the whole time I was like. I wish this wasn't an Elfman score, uh, mostly because it made it feel like I was watching Batman. Mm, yeah, it felt. I'm pretty Batman. sure that's why he got the job. 
Oh, for right. sure. They even yeah. did like the uh the Batman like uh jumping through oh. the glass ceiling thing like it was a shot for yeah. shot like oh, we saw batman and we want to put this in fucking Dick i agree Tracy. with you but i'm telling you if this music wasn't here uh, man the film yeah. would probably have a very different effect on us i mean if you didn't if i didn't know that it was danny elfman i wouldn't i mean i still didn't really yeah i didn't find it like noticeable or distracting or like the music seemed fine to me like I wasn't like, oh, that's a Danny Elfman score or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, in your face, like yeah. yeah. And I didn't even really There wasn't get, a choir in the background. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get like the Batman vibe much either. It was the the, the it was mostly the half. Batman trumpets that right. yeah. 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 But I think I think going back to the other thing you were saying about like Pat, what you were saying about them making this romantic moment between them is I think they were just like playing on the trope of the detective and the sexy woman that comes in to have like a case solved. Like that mm-hmm. really felt like the only base for yeah, that the, because yeah, there was like, no reason I knew that for Dame them. Was trouble when she first walked in the door. Yeah. Exactly. Thinking, like, yeah. Though, but, it, he, as a director, he's like, all right, the main character, there's, there's this other, there's this dame that walks in and it's, we got to cast someone who he wants <laughs> to fuck and like just it's like, me so i'm gonna cast someone that i want to fuck and then like and then they like, did and then <laughs> they broke up and then he turns the movie in like editing into a love letter like ah oh, but like we had such chemistry and like <laughs> sure levels of gross weird headcanon is that but, your way of saying like they just held the camera like on the glances for like a second longer just to like when when their but, significant other saw it on the screen, they were like, "Yeah, you could have had this." Oh yeah, there was like there was like a, like a wardrobe thing where he was probably like, oh, "What about the one with the nipple?" Yeah, <laughs> make are sure my in- shoulders are broad too. I want I want her to know what she's missing. <laughs> they like initially she was wearing a bra like underneath that dress, and he was oh, like, yeah. "No, take it off." Uh, Pat, you're totally right about that end scene. That was the one that like put it over the top for me. With the, like, romance. Because before Mm -hmm. that, it could be, like, interpreted as, like, her view of how things are. Like, she views the relationship as very romantic. But literally, like, he, Dick Tracy just won back his girlfriend. Right? Just won her back. such a fucking asshole. And then she's dying. And then they play the freaking swoon music as he kisses her goodbye. Like... I was right. like, come on. Wait, it, kisses her goodbye as he told his uh-oh. other girlfriend to go call an ambulance for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he walks outside to go talk to his girlfriend and the kid is gone because she threw him off the bridge. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to watch the kid. I'm trying to look up. Is is this a thing from the original comic that Dick Tracy loves chili? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> There was I mean, that. that was the most like bland product label I've ever seen in my life. It was just yeah. chili. They, it was like they live or something. Twice. And he was eating chili at the diner twice. Yeah, and he was just like stirring a cold can of chili in his office. Yeah. Uh, See, that's why he's always running off. He has gas. So I was just trying to look it up. I'm <laughs> Dick Tracy chili. I don't know if that was like a thing from the comics. He was a fan, he was know. a legit yeah. fan. Like even little minor characters were all from the comics. I'm looking up here. Like oh, wow. there really? was an arc in the comics when he adopted an orphan. Oh, that's impressive. I mean, okay. not only I, I, I th- that makes sense because every single character, uh, villain character, uh, the prosthetics 
were everywhere yeah. on every single person and mm-hmm. in such like yeah. intensity and detail even on it, like news reporters <laughs> yeah yeah i wonder what your name is i could probably guess by your prosthetic no for and, sure no i'm serious and we haven't even talked about them yet like those are some of the oh, best prosthetics that i have mm. seen yeah in any movie ever i think that was amazing yeah. walked a yes. fine line too it was almost yeah, yeah. yeah. like like it, it was so weird because like they were cartoony but they were just a little bit cartoony to where yeah. it was like Surreal. you feel like yeah. a real person mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. you feel like you have like emphasized proportions and it worked <laughs> yeah. it really worked like especially the flat top guy yeah. he was my favorite he yeah like the so physicality cool. of this makes yeah. me very uncomfortable but it's it's yeah. they sell it really well <laughs> see what i mean yeah. about the caricature don't you feel like you look at the drawing and be like well that's messed up and then you look at the person and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the <laughs> John C. Riley guy was your favorite too, Ash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looked so cool. Like he just looked like, you know, he was the 1930s villain, you know, yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. So his his makeup work was awesome. And like what you said, Ash, they were so brilliantly balanced between that sort of cartoon shape but like realistic textures and it's really the textures and it's really easy for that to fall into kind of the uncanny valley um Mm, the same right (laughs) yeah and you're like that makes me uncomfortable but it didn't so and i think it had to do with their like color palette too so they didn't like over texturize it and then they didn't under texturize it and they blended the colors really well. And, and it, it worked amazingly. Like, I was floored. And, like, for yeah. most of the characters, it felt, it felt like they went out of their way not to mm. put prosthetics on parts of the face that emote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, feel, I felt like I, was, I wasn't watching a bunch of, like, stiff masks. It was yeah. acting. Yeah, totally. Like, like the face. big lips guy, face? like... Like he was like eating and I thought, you know, you could tell that the lips went past his real lips, but it still looked good even when he was like eating, which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, prune face, you know, his whole face is a freaking wrinkle, but you could see his (laughs) eyes and stuff. And I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the makeup and the mats are that's the that's the accomplishment here, I think. Yeah. Prune face is probably the roughest one, but like. Well, Wait, there how was did one... Madonna see through her face mask? Of there were two like little holes. holes. <laughs> yeah, she like no, little there were two little holes. It's like holes Jedi stuff, the... dude. Just close your eyes and feel it. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> there were two little holes on the close up at the very end after she got shot before he took it oh, off. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Actually, that's a real character too, if, if oh. I remember correctly from awesome. the strip. Like she just murdered face? him and yeah, filleted his face off. Oof. Which, by the way, yeah. I, I have to give him credit for that. Like that is. The perfect villain for Dick Tracy is one with like no facial features because it seems like he's just surrounded by all these exaggerated facial features. So to have the yeah. no face seems like somebody that would really throw him off his game. I can't explain it, but uh, yeah, yeah, so in, would in not be world familiar with witness identification is such a plot point. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the 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 person has to sketch the description is like either having a really good day or bad day right there. Yeah. 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 The the sketch gag was freaking hilarious. Um he's like you, they're like, didn't you get the sketches? He's like, I got the useless sketches. They're both the same. <laughs> just like an outline of a face with no 
I yeah, mean, yeah. they're very accurate, though. Yeah, so. yeah, it was great. Um, I really liked. So I felt like because all of the villains had these ridiculous faces, mm. it um did a really interesting thing with the story where it kind of dehumanized them a bit and really like mm. set them aside from the rest of the like realistic oh. characters. So go on. What do you mean? Like. like- Watching it, you really felt like they were so awful that they kind of like devolved, you know, or like they were less human than the other characters. Hmm. Right. I could hmm. see what you're saying. Yeah. I like it made them feel teeth. different. Yeah. Right. Yep. Where was, okay, I'm to be Catherine O'Hara is listed as Texi Garcia. I was going to say, I what? thought I saw Catherine O'Hara for like a shot. I in this her. movie. Like Beetlejuice, Catherine O'Hara? Yes. Yeah. What? Hey. She was Creek. at the table, you know, when... Oh, the, yes! Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't what, have where? any lines. Yeah. She had, like, like this, a veil over her face, too. Yeah, the table when, like, um, Big Boy first gathered everyone smoking. up. Yeah, she was yeah. smoking then. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she's like, it only works if, her, if everybody's in. talk about the baby. <laughs> 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 and she did Deo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that would have been tight. Um... Okay. No, I didn't know she was yeah. there. That's how I felt about Kathy Bates. I was like, hello, this person doesn't have any lines. It's the best actor here. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean that. The, the one's name is Influence. I don't think it's ever said, but he to me was the creepiest. He's the one who had like a zombie melty face who, uh, who was just kind of there in a lot of shots. If you uh, influence Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is. He, I found him very upsetting. He looked like he was in that Twilight Zone episode where they get the, the oh, vain yeah. people get the masks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he just oh, looked him, like yeah. a skull. Looks like a zombie then. Like nose up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that dude had a oh, yeah, crazy face. Side note, the guy who played him is named Henry Silva, and he's in another movie that's been discussed uh, on this podcast, Ghost Dog. Oh. <laughs> the Way of the Samurai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so are we going to have to watch that then? I mean, we should. I do love yeah. I do love me some ghost dog. I can't believe that's twenty one years old. <laughs> Any other thoughts or should we go to are we ready for final thoughts? I, I do have one okay. uh one plot hole like just one? Just, just one. one. Just one. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think you can dust walnuts for fingerprints. I don't, I don't think you can either. <laughs> that was your plot hole? You know, so, I remember, do you remember when it was a casino and the cops show up and they flip the chips and it becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. Tray, and I'm like, dude, you're so close. What happens if a cop just like, you know, took the club and just like flipped that thing? Like, what would oh, you really? say if that's they flipped it back? How did the chips like, stay? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's how it came with the cigarettes. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's your and, huh. and it's hard to tell, like, if those things were like intentional because everything yeah, was so like, intentional yeah, in this film. It, like, yeah. was that just like cartoon logic to kind of right. add? Or it did they like it. truly yeah. not think about it? Yeah. I mean, there was literally a scene where Tess is talking to her mom. <laughs> it's like a room with an <laughs> oven. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. a light. That's a, and I was like, this isn't right. No, no. <laughs> we're okay it, with this? Like, it, that's that freaking actually, weird. Like, I would freak out if that was my life. <laughs> that is actually a historical kitchen. Oh. What do you mean? Just like a lamp and an oven? Uh, so, traditionally, old houses like that would have a big wood-burning stove. 
And it would be like a big fire hazard to have anything around the stove. So your stove is typically on the opposite side of your kitchen, um, not surrounded by a lot of stuff. Uh, partly it's because like your old kitchen, right? So that's like yeah. appropriate, is what you're telling me. It's yeah. Her, so basically, okay. her mom lived in a really old farmhouse. Okay. Um, uh, so her what mom you, was also Estelle Getty, apparently. Am I that? the only one that realized that Estelle's Estelle Getty's voice is not high pitched? Oh. I didn't realize that until we watched the Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? that's yeah. funny. I did not know that. But yeah, I think a lot of the sets were pretty. Uh, sparse right sparse and it, yeah. uh, i can't remember what other movie we were watching we talked about it on the podcast <laughs> it was too like, little <laughs> well it was it's like it's, if the story you're telling is good enough you don't need a set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of felt like that where like there were some of the scenes where it was just like there is a person and an object of interest and nothing in this room and <laughs> like it's it worked I mean, that's I when Madonna that gets were... on the desk, dude. It's like a desk yeah. in her butt. And I was like, they were going for a comic look. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. that's how like comic strips are drawn. They're like very totally. minimalistic. And I you're what you t- mean. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, Totally right, Pat. And a stylistic difference. So like comic book, comic books where you flip through and it's a book would have way more details like Marvel, but a newspaper print. Um, would be much simpler because the way you print newsprint is with all these fine little dots. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes total sense. They would have had to simplify the designs. It probably like the color palette too that they did was mm-hmm. probably reminiscent of that. And you have people in sort of color uniforms because I'm sure it helps stand out where yep. yellow is the good guy. And then you have these different color palettes for these different characters where they're head to toe green or head to toe blue or head to toe red. Mm-hmm. And it's just from that same medium probably helps you kind of differentiate and just easy shorthand. Totally. For the different characters. Yeah. Like if you've ever looked at any of the old um, Little Nemo comic books. Oh, hell yeah. I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, they're and- like printed with those cool like block colors and then the mm-hmm. little dots. And like part of the reason why a lot of the colors were primary is because you did not know what color the thing was going to be until after it was printed because uh-huh. you had to design the multi-pass uh press uh, and and the colors would combine on paper to create a new color uh hmm. so it, it was really easy to know what your color was if it was a primary color also i think they just they just printed in rgb that's, i don't think that's they, what that's, i think too you yeah that's how the incredible choices. hulk became green it was an accident <laughs> really <laughs> no, i'm not kidding fuchsia. it was an accident like, it was a printing oh, wow. and they liked it and ran with it that's awesome yeah. I can't we almost we could have had a giant fleshy hulk Uh, (laughs) i thought it was supposed to be blue to support your theory sam i was just googling it and i found one of the comics and it's like yellow green blue red and that's Mm -hmm. it those are the colors yeah yeah is it or a good detective (laughs) (laughs) did he do any actual detective work i would Uh, say no i feel like his one thing was midway point when I'm going to give him credit and say it was his plan because they treated him like it was his plan to like basically stage a fake raid on yeah. the casino so they could plant the bug. Yeah, he that did that. Pretty, which that what a nice. shitty job! You plant a bug, but it requires someone to be physically there, yeah. like a bit, like two stories above. Like 
But you see that he had to use like the manual drill too. Like, yeah, yeah. How long did that take? We have one of those. They're great. Oh yeah, it is as fast or faster than our actual drill in many applications. It's you have to use a lot more arm strength, but they work. I do figure it would be uh, more silent. Yes, you know, like a more controlled. But hey, did anybody catch this? Freaking the hole from uh, that drill is probably what? Let's say an inch. Inch yeah, wide. but the, the microphone mic is, is like four or five inches <laughs> yeah. wide. I was like, "Oh shit, dude! <laughs> uh-huh. You you do have skills." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder if that was like um the like the UK thing where they they fed the microphone cable up through the roof from that room. I don't know. Uh, How, that that, that whole scene was oh. a little confusing. Actually, and then they, it's and like there a, was the a shot of that. Now that you mention it, I do remember a shot of that. And at the time I was like, what the hell is he doing? Because I didn't know that that was a lamp. Like I had no context until they were like, oh, we've been bugged. And I was like, oh, that was the lamp. So I think they did feed it up through the bottom. (laughs) How great was that shot of uh, Al Pacino realizing uh, there was a bug there? I feel like <laughs> the shot should have been like a second long, but like Warren Beatty's like, God damn, this is so good. Look at this full of China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like just stuttering for like a minute straight as he points he, at his ear and points up. <laughs> like, you know what? I respect it because he was having fun, man. He was totally. just going in there. Yeah, either way, he gave it a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. yeah. But the ending was so weird. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. I didn't kidnap you. He's screaming about how he didn't kidnap her as he kidnaps her. Yeah, yeah I was like, like why don't you just let her go then? As he continues to kidnap her. Yeah, yeah, just let her go. They're forcing me to kidnap you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which and was pretty If anything, she's going to slow him down. Like, he probably could have gotten away if he just left her and, like, went through his escape tunnel. Yeah. And, like, took yeah. off. And then, like, I also like how he's like, I'm not kidnapping you. I didn't kidnap and. But he did just tie her to a gear that's going to crush her head. Uh huh. So yeah, he didn't kidnap her. Yeah, yeah he's saying like but you did attempted murder, this, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what yeah. was what was good? The end going to be for him in the gear room because he's yelling at Tracy. I didn't do it. I didn't kidnap her. He's like, yeah, but you did tie her to that fucking thing that's about to kill her. <laughs> so yeah. what do you want me to that's do? A good point. Yeah. yeah. Be like, go. You can leave because I feel like attempted murder is kind of worse. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I have a I have a theory. I Uh feel like maybe Tess was supposed to have been the faceless person that turned out to be breathless. It might be her at some point. At one point, yeah, because that would make a lot of sense. She's close to the detective. She has a lot of inside information. She's smart. She likes to be alone, so she can do that type of work. That's why the kid exists. Then, yeah, and then it would make sense. Kid, yeah. Exactly. And if Al Pacino figured out who she was, then that would make sense why he wanted to kill her because she knew a lot and then could bring them all down. Oh, that mm-hmm. would have been so much better. That would have that was kind of what I thought they were going with. So I bought it for a bit longer. And like Madonna's but, like like good luck was was a great place for her to exit the film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, so interesting. It was very dumb of her to follow to the gear room. Cause she won. She got what she wanted. Like, Big Boy is going to be out. Even if he got away there, he's going to be a fugitive on the run. So this, if she was trying to take over the the new crime boss, yeah, she had it. Are we supposed to believe that she was just so in love with... Is the whole point she was just so in love with Dick Tracy, she had to follow after to make sure he was okay? I don't know. Yeah. 
It didn't make a lot of sense. Well, but and she's th- like, that was grab not that pipe. She's like, grab that pipe and kill and kill Big Boy. And then he like doesn't. But then he kills Big Boy anyway and shoves him over. So I'm like, what? No, you understand. Killing the villain is okay if it's in the quote like heat of the moment. Uh huh. But it can't just be like cold blood walk up and like cap him. They do it all the time though in movies. Yeah, where it's it like, has to be like self defense. Yeah. No, I know, but but he wasn't even shooting at him. He was <laughs> shooting at Breathless. Like yeah. I said, it's it's a very LAPD kind of movie. Yeah, <laughs> which reminds me of L.A. Confidential, which is a fabulous movie, Ooh. and we should definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah, mm. shot actually, good detective work in that one. <laughs> detective work there, because yeah. if you think about it, Dick Tracy just broke the law. Yeah, every he's like, oh yeah, dude, break me out for eight hours, multiple times. You know, search warrant, screw it, dude, I'm doing it, man. Let's go. I mean, yeah. he broke the law. I got my yellow so jacket. That the other cops were like, you can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool, dude. Bring my polar bear. Like he's like. By the way, if I ever saw that in real life, I'd I'd trip out because like, who the hell has a water dispensing porcelain polar bear? And is a recorder right. or that, like a stereo? Yeah, or something? probably one of the people in Tiger King. That's <laughs> I'm gonna go I don't ahead know, and agree it. with that, spoil man. It. Yeah, no, it felt I, yeah, very Clockwork Orange. You know, yeah. like the milk, yeah, the milk dispensers. Penis slash spout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Same thing. It's an orifice. Yeah. Just put a knob on it. It's like totally. Portlandia. This is appropriate. On it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh-huh. Well, that, oh. Dustin Hoffman was amazing, though. That was oh hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I that was the so funniest so... moment when he, like, just stops mumbling. He's like, oh, it's so-and-so. <laughs> I counted it, by the way. Two lines. Yeah. Two lines as far as I could tell. But that yeah, gag awesome. where they slow down the tape. Ah, that was so, so funny. Good. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Revisiting it. Um, I don't know if it's as amazing as it was when I was like nine. <laughs> I still think he was really dedicated to the material. And I think it takes a lot more um dedication to the material. Say, so like, no, I'm just gonna do one color right here. Everything's gonna be mats, you know, stuff like that. I'm gonna stick with the makeup. Um, hmm. I feel like it could have been maybe like 10 minutes shorter. But, <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, it's still, even if on the merit of matte paintings and makeup, it's still worth a look, I think. Maybe I'll revisit, revisit another 10 years. I don't know if it's still in the top three of comics, maybe in the top 10 for its dedication. Because, hey, when I was watching it, I did see elements of the spirit and Sin City. I don't know if you did, but oh, I saw yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. I was like, so there's something there. How much did Sin City, like, take from th- this style of, of comic adaptation? Because it was like, yeah. there were some shots where it's just like, this is so graphic. And, like, you could, this could have been in <laughs> Sin City. A panel, right? Yeah, or, or yeah, 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 yeah. So I still enjoyed it. I think, you know, Warren did something crazy cool there and kind of, you know, when he was like, I'm going to pay tribute to the source material, I I think it kind of translated over there. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, maybe it could have been a little bit shorter, but its strengths are definitely strong and its weaknesses are definitely weak. I will say that (laughs) overall entertaining. Yeah, I, you know, as much as I harped on how much Dick Tracy is a dick, I really (laughs) enjoyed this movie. I thought it was, like, beautiful, and up until the end, I was, like, so on board with the story, and, like, I thought it was really interesting, Um, and, like, I loved 
like the montages they would do with like Madonna singing, you know, stuff like that. Though the mm-hmm. second song where she's singing with 88 keys was kind of painful, but the first yeah. one was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. like overall, it was just like so awesome to watch, especially as a filmmaker, because it, it's just, mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie like it before, to be honest, like with the matte paintings and the makeup totally. effects, like, and the lighting and the color palette. Yeah. It was so cool. So I feel very inspired after watching it. Uh, and I just I just feel like Dick Tracy is a dick. But besides that, <laughs> he's like the worst part of the movie, in my opinion. Everything else is great. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I enjoyed my time watching the movie. And I think that's something I always look to as a really important sort of like core. Uh, these are supposed to be entertainment. And like most, it wasn't perfect, but I still enjoyed my time watching it and I was entertained. <laughs> and I no, I like stuff that's like, I really love, I like Hollywood stuff. And this just feels very Hollywoody. I I like that vibe that like, we're making a picture type thing. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, I really enjoy that. And, and this felt very much that like the stylistic choices and I just, I eat that stuff up. So as much as I can rag on certain things, um, at the end of the day, I did enjoy watching the movie. Nice. Have you seen My Name is Dolomite? No, oh, I know yeah. I need to. There's a I bajillion. I think you'd like There's it. There's so many good things out there. Oh. Yeah. What's that song you sing? It's Ringling Ding Dong? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like this movie. It, I, it was uh, significantly better than I thought it was going to be. And a, a few there's a few elements that I, I think could have been improved on. Um, I won't. I won't harp on on uh, the Danny Elfman score, but uh, <laughs> he's such a Danny Elfman hater. Is, is there? It makes. It, it's like every movie is the same movie all of a sudden. Who's your but, favorite composer? Good uh, question. Yeah, because you better fucking Tell have me. one. It's gotta be Williams. No, oh. it's, it's Randy Newman. Williams has. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's yeah. Trent. It's Trent Reznor. Like actually, I mean, this in all seriousness. Brett pulls out a keyboard. Lost Highway, or yeah. Brett, Brett pulls out a keyboard. Doing a podcast with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it's always sunny. Like, anyway. uh, no, in all seriousness, Trent Reznor. It's probably it's, yeah. it's, that's probably he is very good. The I mean, stuff he's uh, been doing. That book of Eli's score is okay, yeah. badass. Also, okay. he did the score for um, Watchmen series. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Phenomenal. But uh, the things that I liked about this movie, the costuming, the prosthetics, um, the music that, uh, heck, even if Danny Elfman did do the the others, the, the actual songs were fun. I think fun. he just did the theme, but maybe oh, I'm wrong. Well. Okay. The the real the the song the songs were fun. I I was wondering while watching it, and now that it's revealed who the bad guy of the movie really was it made more sense in retrospect but the that they kept cutting back to the more song uh mm. during that thing and i was mm-hmm. like what watching it the f- just as a first time through i was like why the fuck are we cutting back to this so many times but th- <laughs> <laughs> but like if, i get it <laughs> if if we had known already that she was the bad guy like that actually would have been a really good yeah like or, juxtaposition mm. of those two scenes but out of context it was just like this is dumb what, what's going on or at least know <laughs> that she was up time, to something you know 
Maybe you'll like it more then. Yeah, oh, more. But as more. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's, but it's like uh, as as uh, Nikki used to say, that's unknowable information. I'm not going to watch it a second time. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, because I've seen, I have now seen it, and um, I feel like I feel like it's obvious now, looking back, where definitely movies like Sin City uh, got their some of their. I know Frank Miller, but like got some of their inspiration from how to adapt a thing. Uh, and I think it did good for what it was trying to do. Yeah, I think I land somewhere close to where Ash was. Like the story was just okay, but the art direction was so freaking phenomenal that it just yeah. put this movie over the top for me. Like it was like watching moving art and like, there was awesome. so much cool. attention to detail in every freaking shot and like uh, just everything was so gorgeous and i was okay with that like yeah to, to me up until the end of the first montage it was like a flawless movie in my opinion and then it kind of unraveled from there story wise um but still like surprisingly watchable uh, way better than I thought it would be, and just awesome artistry that honestly is unmatched from what I've seen of movies of that time. I would mm-hmm. say I love that it had a style. Like a lot of films don't have that dramatic of a style. You know, I can think of like uh, the animated Into the Spider Verse definitely had that like level of comic book style. 300 had a style but like I think what stood out for me with this one is that it had a style but it was not your traditional comic book style it was a very painterly style um, yeah totally. which yeah was really fun to watch and I really yeah. liked that juxtaposition because it bridged the gap between like traditional film noir and comic books um, and it really made that connection between like comic books, they're hand drawn, they are art. This movie is paying homage to that with these painted, hand drawn backgrounds. So I loved it. Definitely. It's like or the handmade backgrounds. Like the difference between like most movies where it's in a world where and mm-hmm. that it's in a world exactly like ours, except yeah. but this one's more like in its own world. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, like it really it, yeah. was its own world. Totally. It's like if Noir was color, like what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Did Which, we talk about the art director at all? No, I should have. Yeah, I don't we uh, His name is Harold Michelson. Oh. And this was actually his Wait, last film. Harold oh, Michelson? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've met his wife and she's oh. amazing. So Harold Michelson, holy crap. I didn't know that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, so he was a storyboard artist for a lot of Hitchcock films, right? Can you confirm oh, that this I'm is actually it right him? now? All right, yeah, go on, yeah, yeah. So like the birds and all that stuff, he did the storyboards. Oh, okay. Man. Is that what it's saying on IMDb? I'm just making sure I mean, it's the same. It doesn't really list storyboard artists on imdb oh wait it does yeah the birds yeah storyboard artists okay credited so he yeah he was oh my gosh this makes so much sense how did i miss this thank you for bringing this up yeah no problem i got a vertigo vibe from this but anyways i think he did he worked he was like really close with hitchcock hitchcock um and i got to this is a crazy story when i worked at dreamworks we were helping Mm. to archive 
his um, stuff from his wife, Lillian Michelson. And I actually got to like hold his original storyboards from oh, these wow. Hitchcock films and like scan oh, them so in. Cool. <laughs> that is yeah. so cool. That totally explains why it had such a distinct painterly look because he was like a classical, like That's a classically crazy. trained artist. Wow. Yeah. Very he also cool. did, um, he was the art director for movies like Catch 22, uh, oh. Spaceballs. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh. And then Dick Tracy was his last film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not okay. sure why, because it says he died in 2007. So maybe he just retired. He uh, had kind of declining health from what I understand. Uh, but there's a really sweet documentary out um, called, mm-hmm. I think it's called A Hollywood Love Story about Harold and Lillian. Aww. No way. Yeah. And they basically were like, old school like traditional love story like it's really sweet oh that's cute yeah he yeah, that's adorable. he also worked uh in the art department for matilda death to smoochie like so many films wow. that's so All funny very see death to smoochie i was thinking of death to smoochie because of this film just because oh. of the whole cartoony yeah. costumes and madonna's Oh yeah, chest basically because Death Smoochie <laughs> is like super kitty and super dark at the same and time. Like it does both ends of things the with yeah, it does like interesting things with color with like color. Oh pops, yeah, that's true. Where it's like yeah. I've been yeah. wanting to watch that movie on this podcast for years and years and years because I, years, I that, love that. It's movie. old enough, right? Do you remember when the I cookies come so. out? <laughs> yes. It's a jet plane. It's, you know, no, it's, it's a rocket ship. A rocket ship, yeah. <laughs> Trying to save uh, that sinking ship, like ah. Oh hey, man, yeah. Death is Death is she was two thousand and two. So yeah, that's we're Edward good. Norton. Oh, too. Wow. Yeah, right. Yep, Edward that Norton. Old, holy crap! No, but for real, I really did think of Death Smoochie when when we were watching this because it is yeah. also like playful and dark ish yeah. at the same time, ultra violent and highly sexualized. Yeah. Huh. God, that movie's so good. Anyway, <laughs> I think. Well, I think that's a wrap on Dick Tracy. Uh, Rob, thank you very much for joining oh, yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners <clears throat> where they can find you and uh, what you're doing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I do have an Instagram handle, Rob's Black and White uh, Photography. I think what it is what it's called. Maybe I should double check that right there. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Rob's Black and White Photos. So check that out. I'm really big into photography right now at this time we're finding ourselves indoors a lot so i'm picking up the medium format camera for the first time and i think that's how i'm going to document what's kind of going on right now other than that i don't know the next time our paths cross um been hanging out or working with ash a lot so hopefully something comes up sooner than later always a pleasure and thanks for having me yeah right on ash engage the audience Oh, yes. And if you want to follow us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Let's Rewatch, where we do stuff like movie polls sometimes so that you guys can choose the movie. We haven't done that in a while. Sorry. We will get on that. Or we also do, um, uh, I'll take a picture of the movie we're watching if we haven't done a poll so that you can guess it. And Ralph was the first one to guess it. Congratulations, Ralph. And Matt Stormageddon also got it. All right. Mitch also got it. And so did Maynard. But uh, Ralph came in, swooped in right away and got it. That's like right. that's like the the core crew. Yeah. Yeah, is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive. 
Yeah, so if you liked our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, and please tell your friends. We'd love to get more listeners. I feel like please isn't strong enough, because we ha- we don't have a new review since, like, six Fucking months. Fucking do it. Like, Guys, come on. Pull yourselves together. I, I know quarantine. We know you know. are trapped in your house and yeah. have nothing yeah. better to do. Oh, come I'm, on. Yeah, I know where you Let's all see. are. You're all stuck in your houses. I'll break my own quarantine. We'd- I'll come there. <laughs> Just come on, like, like Allie, come on. I'm talking to you, Allie. Where's our five-star yeah, review? Allie, get on Let's it. Let's do it. All right, Pat. Pat, talk about <laughs> how, that new thing many, that we've been doing no, together. How, how many scripts do you think are in production right now for, like, short films? Oh, my God, so it's many. It's a whole thing, uh, but the whole the whole thing is shot on and performed in, like, a video conference call. Oh, oh. actually, yeah. I've oh, no. seen one—not uh, video conference, Carl, but uh, Paulina made oh. one with FaceTime that That's is already awesome. up on the internet. And it's like a horror FaceTime so. thing. Cool. Really? Did you I, see it? I haven't watched it yet. No, but it's on Instagram, I think. Okay, I'm expecting there to be like this amazing golden age of content after these like two oh, months for sure because <laughs> everyone's yeah, just yeah, home, yeah. able to only work on their creative projects there's going to be some good shit coming out in the next I'm getting two totally years. introspective like dealing yeah. with some issues that they've told well, and like blowing mm-hmm. off forever one of yeah. the- how many sitcoms are gonna have a quarantine episode and then oh. <laughs> oh, crap though dude well, one there's one gonna be a curb really... your enthusiasm about this i'm sure of it like there's a, there's a, an interesting thread i saw the other day that was about um it was basically just like side by side photos of like John Oliver and Conan O'Brien and then just like YouTubers. And it's like, <laughs> these are now exactly the same. Like, yep. what yeah. is the difference between celebrity and uh, and just like YouTuber? Yeah. And it's nothing yeah. anymore. Having a writing team. Well, I was just on <laughs> Mitch's podcast, actually. He had me back on and we were talking about that. And I was talking about how like one – we're going to find out how many talk show hosts aren't funny without a laugh track. And so, <laughs> guess what? It's a lot of them. And or two, shows. Or shows. Uh, yeah. yeah. And two, it'll be interesting to see if people after this will become even more forgiving of low quality footage. Like, I almost wonder if we go in this weird other direction where everyone will get so used to like low quality production and footage that they'll be a little more forgiving of it when in terms of like filmmaking and and whatnot. Totally. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Instead of watching like three or four shows every night, Brett and I have just been like watching an hour of TikTok videos. Yeah, <laughs> so, TikToks really. and Alton Brown. <laughs> and Alton Did Br- you know that Jack Black is on TikTok now? Uh, yes, yeah. very saw important. His I saw dancing. the one video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the thing Brett, I think, wanted me to talk about was oh, yeah. he's been joining us the last couple of weeks on the Happy Hell Hour on the Geekly Inc. Twitch stream on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's been a lot of we fun. We had some people. Uh, he, he was playing a guest role of uh, Beef Johnson, a wizard that was helping out our party. <laughs> Beef Johnson. Um, Beef Johnson. <laughs> that's the character he came in with. We didn't know ahead of time. He just showed up. And he's like, yeah, this is me. That's um, a great thing. We had a lot yeah. of fun uh, yesterday, this week, the week we're recording this, because we had some people that were ill and not feeling it, not feeling good. Aww. So, and then Tim, our DM, was only like half. So I basically threw together a two-hour one-shot with an hour of preparation, and I think it was, wow. it was a lot of fun. Wow! <laughs> on top of the one blast yeah. we did privately, you threw it's another same one setting. together. In that same city that you all went in, same oh, okay. so, I, so I had a little bit of the leg work done. Wow. Nice. But yeah, 
They had yeah, to was, track down. <laughs> saying it was like a, a little bit of like a Sin, Sin City Tales kind of thing, or just like same city, different caper. Yeah. <laughs> they had to track down a rapscallion little gnome that owed money all over town. And Ooh, I like it. But, mm-hmm. but. Pat, you never you never self promote, and I refuse to do it for you. Uh, okay, tell me uh, what to promote. <laughs> well, tell tell I'll people. I'll do the promotion. You Johnson you give me or, you direct me. This is it's jumping the gun. I guess uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Uh, what's what is the city a part of? Oh, oh yeah. yes, because I talked about it. It's we're we're still in production. So I co-wrote a D and D campaign book that is in production right now called oh, yeah. The Red Opera. It's based on an album and a stage performance called the red opera that we were hired by the band to do. Um, we have a fun little in like closed discord with the band ourselves, the production studio, the artist we're getting art. I think I've shared some of it with, with you guys. The art is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, The art is, I want to like cry. It's so gorgeous. So perfect. Um, we are targeting a, um, Kickstarter for the book in the summer. So oh. far, so far, current events haven't uh, thrown off our production schedule. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to reach out to Watsi and talk to them. We've got some feelers out there and some mutual connections. That's Wizards of God, the Coast. God, it would be so Owen. dope if it was yeah. if it was an official um, module. And then also, but the Metal Hall of Fame is kind of giving their stamp of approval. On yes. it. Like the owner, yeah. Your your campaign so, is so metal. Yeah, so it takes place, the one-shots that we, we did a one-shot that my lovely co-host here beta-tested with me over the week last weekend. It was so I did so this improv one with Brett and our and our people on the stream. And uh, yeah, it takes place in the city we created that's like this weird, creepy, arcane warlock city. It's very cool. Yeah, it's dope. It had like the dark Diagon Alley. It had mm-hmm. like uh, what I well, like don't to give imagine. it all away. Oh yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was it was cool settings. Yeah. Cool settings is what I'm saying. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. And that is that a wrap right. on the end of the show. Wrap ups. Thanks again, Rob. Yeah. Oh no, thank you. And for the listeners, please join us next time when we watch Splatter Disco. I hate. You. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to do uh, Boob Lacey? Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs>